Welcome to my podcast. Dear listeners, computers are everywhere, from submarines to phones to space shuttles. Today, if I said that my mother or my friend is a computer, you'd be like, what? However, did you know that the term computer from the early 17th century meant the one who computes and performs mathematical calculations. Before electronic computers became available, there used to be human computers. This episode is dedicated to Katherine Johnson, who was a computer at NASA and helped with the proper launch and return of astronaut John Glenn in Friendship 7 space capsule. The journey of computers from human beings to machines and machines being as good as human beings is surely fascinating. And who knows, in futures, we could have robots as a friend. Today, my guest is Apurva Shantaram, a software engineer working in Mercedes-Benz Research and Development, India. She has studied computer science engineering. Hi, Apurva. Welcome to my show. Hi, Vedant. Thank you so much. And that was so much good information that you gave out. Thank you. I am curious to know what kind of computer engineer are you? Okay. Thank you for this interview, first of all. And thank you for this question. Because to be honest, just when I had to prepare for this interview, I learned that I was actually a software engineer. See, different companies had given me different designations, okay? Um, More or less, I was doing a similar role with additional responsibility. uh, But I finally understood since that I deal um, with uh, applications of a system or a project, these applications have a lot of software, right? And um, I'm a software engineer, hence, and... Computer engineering is very wide and it deals with several fields of computer science, electronic engineering required to develop computer hardware or software. So since I deal with software, I'm a software engineer. Wow. Interesting job of yours. (laughs) It is kind of, yes, I must say. I know that Mercedes-Benz produces cars and engines. What role do computer engineers like you play there? Um, this is actually a very interesting question because everybody wonders what I'm doing in Benz when it's an automobile industry, right? See, now there are thousands of websites today, right? Uh, but let's say we, you instantly choose Amazon. Why? Because we have everything available on Amazon and it's user-friendly like you know, um, in terms of uh, user navigation, customer reviews, we have quick services, we have a very good feedback system. So any huge institutions or brands like Apple or any bank or retails like your Amazon Flipkart or any large company that you can think of, even like Mercedes. So they're so huge. Why? Because they're mostly customer centric and they have good quality services. And they also use the latest technology and they're on par. How do they achieve these things? They have customer data 
and they use it in a very tactful way and provide services or products for the future now the world is becoming more and more digital and just with the click of a button you have the world at your service so likewise benz is also becoming digital and we have so many applications that is being used by the customers the dealers like like you know uh, the people who sell the cars so they use so many applications like let's say for their workshop to service the car or be it maintain customer data or learning materials or contracts or licenses they have to maintain so much of data right so all these things that are related to it it's handled by the mercedes benz it team okay that's where i belong and so now here we have teams that are either managing these existing applications like my team or creating new applications using new technology so we have developers project managers who work on these new ideas we are developing a new product and then you know deleting age old technologies and then replacing it with new ones so this is what we do in bens in it what is customer data mm-hmm. uh okay so now let's say um you buy you go to a store and buy legos okay now what will this um lego company do they will ask you okay what is your name what is your age so now this is customer data data that they get from the customer how old is this boy who is taking where is he from is he from singapore is he from india uh, why are they buying this what is uh, their age are they doing any business with our legos or are they just you know using it for fun because they like it uh, and probably they'll also take your feedback so all this is your customer data wow. When I used to buy my Lego sets, mm-hmm. I used to do a review online. It asked me whether you like the Lego, whether you have any new ideas. Is that customer data too? Yes, yes. So this is the customer feedback also which is customer data. So now what they do is they'll use this customer data for future and see okay, so this person likes yellow legos a lot okay and now if they see there are more than 10 people who like yellow legos then they'll make all legos in yellow or mostly they will sell out all uh, they'll make and they'll sell mostly yellow legos so something like that mm, interesting mm-hmm. in my research mm-hmm. i know that computer engineering consists of hardware and software engineers Mm-hmm. what is the difference between both what is hardware they are the physical components of the computer okay it can be either your input devices output devices or your motherboards so all the physical components that goes into a computer like your mouse keyboard anything um speakers all this uh, you know these physical components are your um hardware and whoever deals with the designing or the making of these is a hardware engineer software is basically like a set of instructions that uh, we put into this hardware so that these hardwares can work or they can function properly so these softwares wherever they are designed or they are made those uh, are uh, you know that comes into software engineering and people who make it are software engineers what is input and output so let's say um you are using a mic to sing okay so your uh, mic becomes your um, input device and your singing becomes the input 
okay your song becomes the input and it is processed and it becomes a recording and then the output is uh, your recording and it comes out through a speaker let's say so that's your output device what are the different components mm-hmm. of computer okay so basically in a computer you have uh, something called input devices output storage processing unit and control okay so let's take the input for example so if you are entering the data and then instructions to the computer then it's the input the simplest uh, input device like i said can be your mic or your keyboard or your mouse because you are giving the input to your computer through these devices okay and uh, when i say output uh, the process of uh, producing information or results what you intend to see those are output devices so that can be in a readable format or it can be a print uh, or it can be a report like for your visual display so it can be your monitor or your speaker or anything of these kinds or your printer okay now we have storage unit so why is this storage used what uh, whatever you input it has to be stored somewhere in the computer right so the saving of the data that happens inside the computer using the storage devices it can be like random access memory which is volatile or it can be a rom like your hard disk and there is something called processing unit so this is the unit which performs arithmetic and logical functions and it converts uh, you know the data that you give in a human format to a computer format okay so that's where this is done and the control unit what it does is it directs uh, and sequences the flow of all this and you know uh, all the operations that has to be performed in the computer so basically we have five units input output storage processing and control you are explaining things so well and really <laughs> understanding it a lot i am so glad that you are able to understand how does a computer store so much information okay so um see it basically depends on what kind of information you want to store we have so many devices today okay now like we have huge spaces like starting from your uh, network area storage or it it's also called storage area network uh, to as small as uh, random access memory like um like let's say example if i asked you what you had for lunch today it's easy right it will be stored in your temporary part in your brain memory and in computer terms we call it ram ram or random access memory okay and things like abcd or 1 to 100 or your mother tongue it's all stored in this non volatile memory uh, so it's it's stored for a very long time and it's called rom or read only memory in a computer okay so that will be mostly the hard disk and these days what we are doing is like we have huge amount of data to store so we use solid state drives so it stores like operating systems applications data file stores all these things in olden days we used to use like punched paper tapes punched cards magnetic memory magnetic drums all of this and today we use solid state drives hard disk internal external hard disks so we use these things uh, so now um, hard disk was actually back in 1956 was uh, introduced by ibm okay so um, computers were mainly used for computing and 
you know that's why we got the name computer of course and they had to store huge amount of data and calculations okay so this these calculations would be used for a later time for further calculations so this hard disk is a spindle of magnetic disks and it's called platters and they record and store information and how the data is stored magnetically so information recorded to this hard disk it remains intact and after you turn your computer off also it is still there okay inside the hard drive and so we use this to read and write data into your disk so this is how we store so much in of information and we have voltages we have you know in the forms of zeros and ones so in in form of a bit what does it mean to store something mm -hmm. in a cloud is it really the clouds in the sky mm -hmm. and when it, <laughs> and when it rains does all the information go into the drain <laughs> okay so um this is a latest technology cloud um latest in the sense um you know it's been a decade that this was introduced so um it might be silly but it's a kind of an understandable example that i'm going to give you now okay so let's say today was a festival and your mom and dad they made lots of favorite dishes of yours okay now you cannot eat everything in a day correct and you might want to store it but let's say you don't have a fridge that is big enough for you to store all your food okay and if you don't refrigerate it it will get spoiled right so what you do you go to amazon cloud refrigeration services let's say okay so they will say you can store your food in our fridge we have huge fridge that uh, can save all your food and if you want it tomorrow we will give you the sweets day after we can give you the ice cream and probably for the weekend we can give you you know whatever food you want in in the fridge that you've stored your food okay and they also say we will not just deliver your food to your house we will also give you hot cooked cheese fritters your favorite you know and if you use our service for more than a month you get a discount and all of these so uh, when when they have so many services you will not require a fridge to store out you will not have to heat the you know heat the food for yourself and then eat it right so you have others managing your food and then others giving you all these services so what is cloud it's where you know your computer and computing services are all available on the internet okay and they're also storing and then accessing your data and programs over your internet instead of your own computer's hard drive so that's exactly what cloud is in my previous episode and mm -hmm. also right now when you told me mm -hmm. i learned that computers understand a language of ones and zeros Mm -hmm. So, right. how do Siri, Alexa, or Google understand what we say? Oh, that's a very good question. Okay, so let's say you say, um, Siri, what's the weather now? Okay, so your voice will be recorded and it will be sent over the internet and it will go to uh, the uh, actual application. Okay, so now we have this new language called machine learning. Okay, so that's like the study of computer 
algorithms that improve automatically through experience so um unlike golden days where we had to write the code in machine understandable format the machine itself today understands human format okay so it will read the way we work the way we talk and that's what is called as artificial intelligence so what it does is it'll interact with the environment uh by producing act- actions and it will discover your responses it will also uh predict the future from the past data like if you asked um let's say uh, the weather every day it understands that you would want to know the weather every day so in the morning it will give you an update as soon as you switch on your siri or your echo device it will give you the weather updates anyway because it understands that you have wanted it in the past so it will give you that in the future as well so so this is how it works does all of this happen in a sec because when i ask my alexa or something mm-hmm. to- to play a song it mm-hmm. is okay here's what you are looking for yes actually all this happens in nanoseconds um all the data is read and it's it's all you know in the speed of a light almost i can say so it, so you get the output almost just in a second right if you see within one or Two seconds, right? So all these operations um, happen really quick. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Rather, interesting. your job is the most interesting job ever. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. What motivated you to be a computer engineer? As a child, what did you want to be? um okay so as a child i um wanted to be different things i wanted to be a pilot at first and then an ias officer uh, eventually i discovered i couldn't be a pilot because i was not tall enough and i had some back uh, problems because i fell off uh, from a parapet wall when i was young when i was playing and then i couldn't uh, you know get into be- becoming a pilot and then later i as officer i wanted to become but i was not really interested in political science um and i had to forcibly understand the current affairs especially when it came to politics um so i dropped off those ideas but however parallelly what also happened was during my um i think um, in uh, during my uh, school days when i was in class 7 or 8 my dad got a computer uh, home and uh, that was the first personal computer that i saw and i was so fascinated by it i always used to work on it and try to understand how it all worked and uh, so during my pre university as well i took computer science and then i thought this has a good future because that was the biggest thing that ever happened as a boom and then i thought it'll be good for me to work with and understand more and more about computers interesting child mm-hmm. that one my child could to be like yours i'm sure you use a lot of devices now and then you're more aware than i was uh, back in my childhood days vedant i'm so fascinated and i'm so thrilled when you talk about so many things already and you and i'm a fan of yours i must say because i see the kind of questions you ask everybody and just not with computers but with just any topic you are so curious and all of that you've been you know reading through internet and and uh, yeah i really appreciate you for that thank you what are your hobbies 
my hobbies are mainly singing and then photography and uh, i also write poems or uh, songs or raps and i like photography what's your favorite food um actually i love food i love all kinds of indian food and uh, if it is home cooked even better i just love food and eating i love all kind of foods my favorite wow. is thai and chinese i also thought it was a little of italian because you love <laughs> the pasta and pizzas italian too pasta and pizza thank you so much for coming on my show thank you so much for having me on your show edant i'm so thrilled to be on your show and i'm really proud of you thank you dear listeners follow my facebook page curious vedant to get updates on the upcoming episodes you listen at leash on your phone and get notified about future episodes so subscribe by searching for curious vedant wherever you get your podcasts such as apple podcasts spotify stitcher google podcasts and many more you can also listen to my show on vedant.buzzsprout.com thank you for listening to curious vedant and don't forget to rate and leave comments